0: A windigo, a legendary creature that first appears in stories told by the Algonquin tribe. In happening parts of Canada and the US, these creatures were said to be once human, who at one point became cannibals, either out of desperation or for pleasure. They became consumed with the intense desire to eat more and more, with an increasingly insatiable appetite. Many describe the wendigo as walking on two legs standing anywhere from 14 to 17 feet tall, with the head and antlers of a deer. It was gaunt to the point of emaciation, its desecrated skin pulled tightly over its bones with its bones pushing out against its skin its complexion was the color of an ashy gray like death its eyes were pushed back deep into their sockets its lips were tattered and bloody the windigo to gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and death, and decomposition, but mostly corruption. Tonight, we're going to take a look at the Windigo. But what if I told you there is another story to be told? So tonight, this is going to be our story time. Everyone, this is Jill and Joe, your two favorite conspiracy theorists, and tonight we're going to talk about the Wendigo. Um, everybody's heard the same legend of the Wendigo, where it comes from, and um, what it looks like, and mm-hmm. that it's you know a human that got greedy and turned into a cannibal due to either. Um, desperation out of hunger starvation or it was they were doing something nefarious that they shouldn't have been doing in the first place so it's sort of I always sort of thought it was a cautionary tale about cannibalism right have you heard anything about the wendigo before
1: um I didn't realize I had heard about the wendigo until we had our last discussion Mm -hmm. regarding its characteristics and its cannibalism and and then I made a little bit of a reference to a show called Hannibal and realized that the cannibalism the antlers and all that was a theme that constantly reoccurred in that show so then it all kind of made sense and then you were telling me more and more about how there's it's really Permeated a lot of our stories, and you really don't even notice it. It's just kind of there, and it's pervasive, and it's all over the place. Um, Right. So, and some of it's
0: not even, you know, like like you said, like some of it you don't even really realize that it is about a Wendigo. Right. Um, like in Pet Cemetery, the reason that. Everyone's able to come back to life and reanimate is because of the magical powers of the Windigo. That's really what the creature is that starts the whole story off. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's never really, you know, it's never really stated that that's what it is. But I did a little bit of digging, and um, that is. So you've what's done digging. some
1: digging, right?
0: I did. I did we've, some we've got
1: some some new information that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So. When I was doing my digging and my research on the Wendigo, well, first of all, we had sort of came to the conclusion that it just sort of seemed like a, just a lore, like a cautionary tale of, you know, yeah, like, that like came out of lore. the time, yeah, that came mm-hmm. out of a time when there was famine or there was no food around. It was sort of just, you know, it's a like one of the seven deadly sins out of greed and just... Right. And Wanted. it kind of
1: paralleled other folklores around different countries and stuff like, like what was it the mm-hmm. vampire or something like that so we
0: yeah.
1: kind of figure and it kind of was rooted in folklore and mystery and you know do right or right. pay the price.
0: Yep until I came about until I came across a town called Helltown in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an abandoned town that um. President Ford had called for the evacuation in 1974 um, claiming that it was he wanted to turn it into a national park. Mm -hmm. However, if you go back and start from the very beginning in 1806 it was settled and apparently the land was barren and the the Algonquin tribe was prevalent in that area and I guess the settlers were starving because they couldn't grow anything. The land was just not fruitful at all. So they told them about a creature that they could offer different things to. And then if you left them like a goat or any sort of food, Mm -hmm. it would come, take the offering and um, bless the land. So they thought, okay, we'll try that. Because nothing else was working. And after a while. The land became fruitful. And so every year. The settlers. Would leave an offering. For this creature. Now. The creature in everything. That I've looked up so far. Has been pretty much exactly. What the Wendigo is described as looking like. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And we're talking about settlers. That have a background in um, Catholicism. So they're, you know, um, of Christian value. So mm. eventually, after leaving this creature, um, just like the, a chicken or a goat or whatever, it eventually turns into them leaving human sacrifices. So
1: it turns more occultish.
0: Mm-hmm. And more and more um, fruitful the land became, the more sacrifices they left. Now, there are markers that were left behind every time they did see a windigo. sort of like we saw it in this area, we saw it in that area. So they left stone markers with a W on it. Um, so Not you really. would know where the windigo was spotted. Huh. And eventually after so many years had passed, Um, they went back to their Catholic roots and sort of buried this dark history and left that behind.
1: So they got away from it. Mm -hmm.
0: So in 1966, two kids go missing. Three kids go into the forest to do whatever. One makes it out. Two never heard from again. But the one kid that's left has memories of a tree with a goat and rope attached to it, some fruit, whatever left on the ground, but the kids are missing. So Mm -hmm. they start looking for them and there's evidence that there's a possibility that the kids could have been part of that sacrificial rite that happened at that time.
1: So, I'm thinking the cult went underground and came back.
0: Well, um, eventually mm-hmm. it leads to that satanic cult and it's infiltrated and it turns into an entire, you know, Waco situation. But
1: oh, so they actually find a
0: cult. Mm-hmm. There is wow. There was a cult that was found, um, around that area. Okay that um was still practicing those rituals for the Wendigo.
1: Okay.
0: And um a little bit later the military's called in to do some surveying of the land, right? Because we know that in a couple of years Ford is going to call for the evacuation of Helltown. Now during that survey they find more and more ritualistic activity in that area
1: because you have surveyors going out and looking mm at stuff right okay
0: yep so in that area there are it's also said to be a very haunted area probably because of all the occult practices and things like that who knows what they were what they were doing and what they were calling out but um, when the surveyors came out, there's also, they found an abandoned, um, slaughterhouse mm-hmm. and in the slaughterhouse, there's evidence of lar- very large animals being, um, held there, big, huge cages, bigger than normal, nothing that you would need for, you know, pigs and cows and whatever chickens whatever you're supposed to be doing in a slaughterhouse this seemed a little bit more something else is going on there plus they found I'm just saying they found um, some antler cutters which I don't know maybe those are that's normal in a slaughterhouse probably but it's interesting that there's these really big cages plus antler cutters and evidence of things that don't seem that it's just for that, a regular typical slaughterhouse.
1: So the undercurrent would be possibly that um, somehow they're capturing Windows, perhaps? Perhaps. And that they're storing them in this makeshift slaughterhouse?
0: Mm-hmm. In a- because near the slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. they found an underground bunker, like a government bunker. That was evacuated because everything is pretty much left behind in a rush. Mm -hmm. There's conference rooms, um, science labs, but the laboratories, again, have these big, huge cages. So a couple of theories that run rampant about this town is, one, there was a chemical spill. Of some sort and Ford had to evacuate like overnight Mm -hmm. even though the premise of the evacuation was um, they wanted to turn it into a national park. The other train of thought is like we just said they captured something prevalent Mm -hmm. to the area that dates back to Definitely to um, 1806. Um, However, the interesting thing is, is that it was never made a national park until um, 1986. So in 1974, they evacuate. In 1976, they start buying up the surrounding area of Helltown, the government does. Mm-hmm. and hold on to it do nothing with it it isn't turned over to the National Park Service until 1986
1: now why why was it evacuated again
0: well that's the question
1: oh there's no formal evacuation orders
0: the formal the formal evacuation is because he wanted to turn it into a national park okay but there's no. There's nothing else about anything else except for all the remnants of what's been left over.
1: So if we Uh, wanted to take a a conspiracy theory, right? mm
0: -hmm.
1: That there's something to this occult that perhaps um, government entities were involved with the bunker right, and something was found, discovered Mm -hmm. And, and that maybe, forced an evacuation.
0: Uh huh. Now, maybe, maybe they did capture a wendigo oh. and say it got loose. Because what would make an entire um, bunker stop dead in their tracks and run like hell and get out? Everyone just dip out. Right. Well, that's a. No, so, I a did story. a little bit more digging. Ooh, there's more. There is more. There's always more. And I started to wonder, again, you've got a national park, you've got a national forest area with possible cryptid uh, ties. How does that all tie in together with what we had talked about earlier with Hellier and what's coming out of the mammoth cave system? So I did a little bit of research, and I found out...
1: The Mammoth Cave System, which is a colossal cave system, right? And it covers a good portion
0: of... uh It's the largest cave system in America.
1: Okay, and it stretches from... What is it? It's on the East Coast, right? We're talking Kentucky and just a whole swath of states, right?
0: Well, in 1972, they discovered that the Mammoth Cave System feeds into the Flint Ridge cave system, which runs right through Ohio. Oh.
1: So the Hellier well, the, the Mammoth Cave system mm-hmm. where there are known to be anomalies, like we discussed in the Hellier episode with UFOs, Green Goblins, uh, mm-hmm. screaming, all sorts of weird stuff, more occult activity. And a you have
0: the Well and you have the the quartz, right?
1: Right. Right. And that plays a factor because um magnetic um geomagnetic uh waves on quartz creates other issues, creates anomalies, right. creates mm-hmm. energies. Um so now there's a link between Ohio where we have mm-hmm. the Algonquin Wendigo, sighting. Wendigo mm-hmm. sightings. And so now they're linked up somehow, perhaps?
0: That's what I think.
1: Well there you go. Now wouldn't that be fascinating? What if the government was researching these cave systems somehow back in the what is it, 40s, 50s? In the
0: seventies, right? 70s? Okay.
1: Um and they're finding stuff, you know. Uh-huh. That would be fascinating. Because there's been stories, I mean, there's stories of of creatures being let loose on air force bases right like out in uh, nellis there's there's a the security forces used to have a a creature that they talked about and actually pointed back to one of stephen king's movies uh, where something got out and they didn't know what it was they couldn't track it down got out of a bunker so what's to say someone didn't capture a wendigo maybe
0: exactly especially if you have like we've always said why are there links from one tribe to a different tribe that's not even in the same area or one location to a different location but they have similar Mm lores? yes it can bleed into you know one person moved from this area and they brought that legend with them to the new area but I don't know. There's just too many um, coincidences Mm -hmm. of similarities of so many different stories Mm -hmm. and creatures and things that it's hard for me to really believe that it's just word of mouth traveling.
1: So there is, we've also discussed, you know, the Bigfoot, the cryptid, the bigger, the ultimate Mm -hmm. cryptid. um, Right. And Politis and his theory sort of. Right. That you'll find large granite, um, large granite deposits along water, and you know you had, tend to have these things occur in those areas, national forests. Um, wouldn't it be fascinating? Let's just go crazy now. What if the national uh, forest uh, system was designed mm-hmm. to keep people out of these areas? Wouldn't that be weird? What if they knew something long ago? Sounds crazy. But what if?
0: I mean, not necessarily, especially when you have, which we'll talk about in another episode. We'll dig a little bit deeper into that. But especially when you've got such a huge amount, undocumented amount of people that just go missing in national forests.
1: Yeah, and it goes even further than that because then you have the whole um, police force the security force that's on these national parks or they, they don't talk about it.
0: Right, because there's no, the National Forest System is not made to keep documentation on exactly how many people go missing each year in these parks.
1: Supposedly, right? What if, like the Air Force, oh, we don't track UFOs, but we got a whole underground system that
0: monitors Right, them. but I mean, like, as far as they're telling us, if oh, yeah. your kid missing, they can't give you any answers because they just don't document it, supposedly. Right. Which you know, Right.
1: Who doesn't document stuff? Come
0: on, we know that's bullshit. So totally, seriously. Wow. So, so what if,
1: what if the people of the that group? What if they had? I mean, this is a big thing, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's a huge.
0: I think it's a big thing.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I'm saying, like, what if they had? What if their data if they had gotten off the occult thing and their data had led them to these cave systems? I mean, if I you're doing the research. I- and you're seeing all this stuff, I mean, it, it's got to be out there.
0: Most definitely.
1: But then, you, you are an avid researcher, and you go sniffing through things that most people don't bridge and get. So, yeah.
0: I mean, but the lore, the folklore of the Wendigo could be uh, twofold. It could be Yes, an Algonquin, um, true story that that, th- this creature really is out there, mm-hmm. but I think also it can be, it could have been used as a cautionary tale for, you know, cannibalism, but, and, you know, you could turn into this sort of like, you know, something, if, you know, if you're a bad kid, Krampus is going to come get you if you're not good all year, that type of thing. Right. Um, but, I mean, there has to be some sort of factual-based reality in, in the story, in the folklore of it. It may not be exactly everything that we've been well, told, but I've I felt, mean, there are parts of it that's true.
1: Yeah, like, it, like, I've always felt wherever there's a fascinating story, there's always a hint of truth. There's always a vein of truth in a story that may or may not be embellished. There's something real going on inside of that story. Right. So, you know, the Wendigo, for all its fanciful storytelling, there is a vein of truth in there somewhere. There must be. Along But
0: with... what if the Wendigo is just a form of a um, Bigfoot?
1: Well, I mean, it could be. Very well be, yes. Not like we talked about, like, in the very beginning. What if it's a species? You know, we're dealing right. with different species on this, on these cryptids that, you know, we don't, we've never tracked because we can't. Because they're not in our known reality i guess you could say our our vision our perception so we can't track them but they're mm-hmm. out there yeah
0: right so yeah right. it could
1: very well be that type of thing that we can't track that would be fascinating
0: but there but there is and always will be some sort of evidence left behind if you know where to look for it that you can visually see if you yes want to
1: because you've seen it or we've seen it it's been talked about With Bigfoots, their their stomping grounds have telltale signs of them being there.
0: Well, yeah. And then what about all these people that were called crazy for UFO sightings? And there was no way that that was true. And now all of a sudden, we're not going to deny that it's out there.
1: (laughs) We can't. Well, and that's the thing. That's always been, I mean, a way of protecting secrets was to call the people that are learning about these secrets crazy. So Mm -hmm. if they're nuts, nobody's going to believe them. And or if you guide them along a different path to kind of go around what you're working on. Oh, yeah, there's UFOs. But go look at these ones over here. Don't look at ours. Same thing could be said about these stories. I know that many government agencies have looked into occult themes. They have gone and researched a lot of that stuff. It was prevalent in Nazi Germany. It was... All of those scientists came over Operation Paperclip. I guarantee you it continued. We got into things like remote viewing and all of that stuff. And I know the Nazis were big on researching ancient Mm -hmm. civilization because they were determined to find out if they were the super race. One of the ways that they did that was to go deep into history and track and research and do all of their research to discover about the ancient civilizations how they happened who was better essentially and they got a lot of data a lot of information that we took over for the most part and stuff that we don't know about that's never been talked about that is going to come out here shortly i believe Um, you're going to find out about it Um, but it's fascinating that they're doing that type of research. It's been known. We never got wind of it because we didn't really care. You know, we're out here doing our jobs, you know, playing on our phones. Right. It's not really interesting to us. But stuff like this, I'm sure they've delved into it. No, oh, I'm no sure. doubt in my mind. I'm sure. You know,
0: so they did i, I think... like... Good. not
1: mm-hmm. They did crazy things like Operation Montauk and, and, were you know time travel and all this other stuff so you know I mean those are the things that got out but you know there's much more crazy stuff than other stuff like a day
0: right well I mean I think that in the very beginning of this research I think you and I both thought okay there's no way you know it just sort of sounds like a myth a story a cautionary tale but, How
1: does it permeate a whole town? Like, you know. Right. You have a whole occult thing. I, you know, I get it, occult a, a stuff. Right. People don't really delve into it. Mm-hmm. It's, a lot of it is, you know, like Koresh and all that stuff. It's what they envision. Right. You know, what they make up. So I don't lend a whole lot of credence to that type of stuff. But you got to wonder where it came from. It's got roots somewhere. It came from somewhere.
0: Well, and I don't think it necessarily can just... Die, as far as um, a a town built on the history of sacrifice and human sacrifices, I think that you know definitely there's going to be some subset of people that are going to continue with the practice, just like we talked about in um, Hellier, that they still leave. offerings to the green man
1: yeah that's crazy i mean i've never gotten into it because i don't understand it but i'm wondering how big of a role it plays in our fundamental how don't want to say it, society like i feel that it plays a major role in our government and our celebrities in Mm -hmm. a whole host of things that we're not aware of so if you're talking occult you can get into the whole celebrity side of things where you know they what is it you have to show who you are somehow that's one of the things one of the occult themes is you have to to be out there and show who you really are so a lot of the things that they do are they cover one eye they hang out with Mm -hmm. with major occult members you know and they go have dinner they have like uh where they put the sushi on the body or they have like (laughs) fake things where they have like a fake body out there and they're pretending to be cannibalism cannibalists or stuff like that so i mean i saw a show there's a lot of that stuff out there and i wonder how pervasive it is and then you have the whole undercurrent of um what is it Uh, epstein and all that stuff and, and and the girls and the human trafficking and all that and and there's chunks of that all across the United States that nobody really knows about. And they ignore and whole Pizzagate like, it. this is big. It's huge. <laughs> I mean, your Windigo kind of scratches the surface on a whole bunch of stuff, you know? Right. And it seems out there. It seems out there until it's not out there. You know well, I, mean?
0: I think it seems out there until you break it down piece by piece. Right. As yeah. a whole, it seems, one, very overwhelming. Two, it sounds very contrived and made up. And also a little bit crazy, but once you start breaking it down a little bit by a little bit, Mm -hmm. then you can connect the dots and it doesn't seem or sound impossible.
1: No, because let's just go a little further. I mean, there's the Bohemian garden, like you have world's greatest leaders all coming together. Right. And Alex Jones found us. He went to record years and years and years ago basically you have all these powerful people coming together and doing all this weird shit. They would have waiters, uh, young kids, you know, there is a lot of homosexuality, a lot of weird stuff going on. And they would do rituals and all this stuff. So that's rooted and based in occultism. So how prevalent is this stuff?
0: Well, I think that that's upper echelon Illuminati occultism That's a whole higher level than what you have going on in like a hellier situation or not hellier in the hell town situation. I think as far as this is concerned, I think this is a group of people that want to continue to make the town uh, prosper and continue with the uh, ritual that has been going on for you know, hundreds of years.
1: Right. I, th- I think there's there's levels and steps, like you said, you know, you have upper echelons and you have the lower, but I think they're right. all...
0: So, I mean, I think, like, Illuminati celebrity, that sort of thing is, um, like, for power. It's power-based, um, control-based mm-hmm. society wanting to take control of minds and things like that, where I think this is just sort of a situation of... Um, small town wanting to continue the growth of that small town. Oh, that's
1: crazy. I think your window <laughs> go touched a nerve, don't you?
0: I think it did. I
1: think I mean you have you have a lot of stuff that we're dealing with. we have having the cave systems, we're anomalies, right. we have geomagnetic you know, uh, waves, we have all sorts of stuff. Like if you if you look at any one particular piece, there's a whole host of information on any one of these little subjects that could take you down a rabbit hole. But if you pull yourself right, because back I mean, out you can -hmm. see
0: the bigger picture. Right. Because I mean, if they're saying that things are coming out of the mammoth cave system uh, via Hellier and you've got, you know, little kids that are told not to go near the opening of the caves at nighttime because creatures come out of there and march through the woods at night. Mm -hmm. Yes. It sounds like a cautionary tale to keep your kids from going somewhere that they shouldn't be going, but it's passed down from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. I think that there's gotta be some legitimacy to those stories. So if something's coming out of the mammoth cave system in Kentucky, in my mind, what's stopping anything from coming out of the cave system that's connected to that cave system in Ohio?
1: What if they're trying to protect it? What if these, these groups, whatever, are trying right. to protect their cave system because they use it somehow or it contains
0: something. Well, I mean, maybe it's the in-between, which you really haven't talked about. Um, where this cave system, is in the in-between. Our world, their world. Yeah. And they come and go. The fact is, it's so huge and it's so large, we still haven't really scratched the surface of what how far it goes i mean i was looking at this article about them discovering the um the part that feeds into it and they're walking through the cave system where your ankle deep your neck deep you're shining your flashlight onto creatures that are blinded by the light because they've never seen anything but the darkness of the cave
1: oh yeah yeah, and there's some cave systems that were have have been their own ecosystem for many, many, many years. Right. And until, exactly until you find it and you go into it, and you've had a whole biosystem in there that's never seen the light of day.
0: Yeah. Mhm. fascinating. So I mean, to me, it's not impossible. So it kicks my uh, my jellorometer up <laughs> a little bit, and I think okay. Maybe the maybe it's not an impossible theory to think that there could be something oh. like a Wendigo coming in and out of that cave system that these tribes and even today are seeing.
1: Could very well be, you know. I mean, it, it, the Wendigo is like a, a, a undercurrent story where you have Bigfoot was up above the water, and you have the Wendigo which is kind of down here. The Wendigo that's down here, so right. You know what, what's going on with that maybe maybe it's the bigger picture maybe Bigfoot's the fancier one and Wendigo's kind of got a little bit more meat on the bones you know what I'm saying
0: maybe the Wendigo's just really hungry yeah
1: maybe <laughs> maybe, <laughs>
0: maybe. Ah, like it's said to be yeah, that's good. yeah all right you guys well thanks for listening to our Wendigo rant and our theories And uh, if you guys have any questions or any comments, you know where to leave those. Until next time. We'll talk to you guys
1: later.